Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And, uh, hey, we're back. We're back in the new year, and I'm with I'm joined by uh, my usual co-host here, Trevor Storrs from Full Press Coverage and Rep to District. And we're joined also by the godfather of Football Garbage Time, that is the former editor-in-chief of Football Extra Points, Scott King. So, first of all, hey, Trev. How's it going? <laughs> can you hear me well, okay, Hakun? I, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I'm good, man. Um, how are you doing this <laughs> evening? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, let's count the ways that I hate Blog Talk Radio in that the first yeah. minute was probably like dead silence for all our <laughs> listeners. So thank you for, for all you guys who hung on for that one minute of dead silence. Kudos to you for hanging in there, man. We really appreciate you. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Good. I thought you guys were like jokes to me or something, setting me up for for <laughs> yeah. nothing. We totally. Um, you know what? It's funny. You should say that because now that you say that, Trev, we probably should have done that. We probably should have just had him dial into yeah. a empty podcast. That would have been great, great fun. Um, but we screwed that up. But that's okay. We're here now. We're all here now. That's all good. So hey, listen, we got so much to talk about because the playoffs are here. But there's also lots of action for those play- teams that are off and not in the playoffs. And uh, I don't only mean the Washington football team, Trev, and the Detroit Lions, Thank you. Scott. There are many others that also didn't make the playoffs and uh, have much bigger problems. But we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about the head coach carousel with the NFL, with open positions with eight teams, I think, so far now, with the Houston Texans getting rid of uh, their head coach. Uh, we're going to talk about the Washington football team and what they need to do in the offseason. We're going to talk about the Detroit Lions and what they have to do in the offseason. And we're going to talk about our top games and predictions for Super Wild Card Weekend and much, much more. So, hey, let's get this thing rolling. All right, so let's start with the head coaching positions because there are a lot of openings. And typically, we see this Black Monday come after Week 17. This year, we had a Week 18, so it all came predictably on the Monday after Week 18 was over. So just to get everybody caught up, just today, the Texans fired head coach David Culley. The Giants had fired uh, previously Joe Judge. Dolphins fired, very surprisingly in my opinion, Brian Flores. Uh, The Vikings fired Mike Zimmer, the Bears unsurprisingly fired Matt Nagy. The Broncos fired Vic Fangio. The Raiders fired uh, John Gruden midseason. You all know that. And, of course, there's the question of whether the interim coach, Rick Bisaccia, will will stay there or not. And then the Jaguars, as you all know, midseason or late season, fired Urban Meyer. So um, there may be an opening there. We'll see what happens um, if uh, interim head coach Daryl Bevel does not stay. So with that all said... There has been – I'm going to update everybody on what's happening over there with these interviews because there has been a crap load of yeah. interviews <laughs> over the last couple uh, days. So let me just – let me lay, I'm going to name this off. Everybody's going to fall asleep as they listen to me say this. I apologize for that. And I'm going to turn to you guys and get your take on this. But let's – the easy ones first. Houston Texans, they've hired – they've basically interviewed nobody. So that's basically out. The New York Giants, uh, they just officially uh, hired some people in the general manager position, but they haven't, I'm sorry, interviewed people for the general manager position, but not for head coach yet. That's out. The Vikings have only interviewed former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson so far. But let me talk about 
uh, my Bears. They interviewed a crap load. The Bills defensive <laughs> coordinator, Leslie Frazier, former Eagles, Eagles head coach, Doug Peterson. Bills offensive coordinator, Brian Double. Uh, the Buccaneers defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles. And their offensive coordinator, Byron Lefwich. Colts defensive coordinator, Mike Eberflus. Packers offensive coordinator, uh, coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Cowboys defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn. And former Dolphins head coach, Brian Flores. That's very interesting. The Broncos have, have interviewed – the list is even longer, so this is just insane. By the mm-hmm. way, Doug Peterson basically interviewed for all these positions. Let's just get that out <laughs> of the way right now, all right? Um, the Broncos interviewed uh, Patriots linebacker coach Jared Mayo. I, I like that one. Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett is there again. Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Those guys are interviewing everywhere. Cowboys defensive coordinator Kellen Moore. I like that one. Offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. You know, it's about time that Eric Bieniemy gets a head coaching position somewhere. I'm just gonna just say that right now. Exactly. Eagles defensive Babe. coordinator, yeah, and Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Donnell, Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, and Packers QB coach Luke Getze, um, and Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, and for Jacksonville, a whole crap load of people. Interestingly, University of Alabama offensive coordinator, coordinator Bill O'Brien was interviewed. Of course, they're considering keeping Daryl Bevel on, and then there's a bunch of others that you've already heard, including former Lions head coach Jim Caldwell in the mix. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, they've looked at uh, Cardinals defensive coordinator Vance Joseph, uh, all the usual suspects that we've all named, and Bill's defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier. And, uh, and there you go. That's basically the list. And it's the same group of maybe seven to eight that have been interviewing everywhere, some pretty notable guys right. there blowing around, but uh, let me get your guys' uh, take on this here. And let me just start here with, um, with Scott and ask you, which open he- head coaching position is most interesting to you right now? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about this, looking at all these openings that, that have come available, and I really think it's the Raiders' job there in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a team that has a quarterback, right? I mean, think, think what you know about Carr. I think he's very – you know, mid to top level quarterback in the league. And that's right. where it all starts. They've got talent at the receiver position. They dealt with Waller being out for a huge portion of the year. A Hunter Renfro, who was my MVP pickup of the fantasy season, which I think we talked oh, about yeah. here yep. on this show, probably week three or four. Um, yes, that was some good know, advice. He's, he's solid. They've got talent. So I really think um, for me, it'd be the Raiders with, with Miami right behind them. And, uh, but I mean, you look at quarterback and, and quality of football team, that's, that's where it starts for me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually and that Miami uh, team is actually pretty good. And I was actually pretty surprised about the, the fact that he let go of Brian Flores. Cause I don't think he did anything wrong, but that being said, let me turn over to you, Trav, and ask you, which one of those, uh, head coaching positions are most interesting to you? Uh, I'm going to go with Denver. Okay. Um, but- the possibility they could land a franchise quarterback uh, like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, somebody like that. Right. But they've got the running back solidified with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. They've got Speedy. They can stay healthy. They just need a quarterback to make them explosive as, as what they came out in the draft as. This is pretty daggone good. They've got a, a nice carry. Uh, I don't know really too much about the but then has some pieces in place to make some noise. And if coach and right yeah. quarterback and they can make some noise. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, I, they, they certainly had a 
decent. I, I don't want to call it stopgap solution, but I mean, like they, right. they were they were good, and and you know, obviously Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, and Drew Locke. I mean, I don't know if he's still in play or not at this point. I mean, I think we've seen maybe enough of him already. But that being said, right. there are a lot of pieces there that are really good. Jerry Judy, obviously, um, Noah mm-hmm. Fan, a lot of great pieces there to build Tim around Patrick. in Denver. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So lots lots of great pieces there to build around. Um, so I, I will say this. Um, I will say that those all those uh, positions look interesting. I think the the position the place that I'd least like to be right now is probably Jacksonville, only because of the fact that things are just so much of a mess over there. Even though they did pull off that surprise upset win over the Indianapolis Colts in the last game of the season, I just think that they are um, a little bit of a mess right now. And then the Houston Texans, uh, they are like a tie yeah. for worst places to be because man the Texans are a disaster and they had a huge PR problem um, and they just weren't managed well it just didn't look good I mean the fact that they were successful near the end of the year probably speaks to the fact that the players were playing above their head but that being said I don't think I'd want to be um, in in charge of that uh, football franchise right about now the only asterisk I'll throw on the Texans is what what did the Deshaun Watson trade package look like? Yeah. Right? If yeah. they get some if they get some crazy deal, um that that might make that job a little bit more interesting. But I yeah, I agree. I think Jacksonville might be the most untalented roster in the league right now. Yeah, and that's saying a lot because the Giants are pretty untalented too. So um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're the pretty significant group of untalented players. I mean, and listen, uh, who am, who are we to judge uh, people who make NFL rosters? But like when you're going to compare it against other teams, particularly those are in the playoffs or even teams that, you know, like the Las Vegas Raiders, they're not amazing, but they're getting it done. You know, mm-hmm. these other teams, mm-hmm. they're on a whole nother level below that. So certainly there's a lot of work to be done there for those head coaching positions. Um, and of the people who are being interviewed, are there any particular folks that are jumping out at you that you think should get a head coaching position? Uh, Scott, I'll start with you. I, I think, you know, seeing Byron Leftwich go to Jacksonville mm-hmm. uh, would, would that definitely help out, um, you know, that organization right now, just from a PR standpoint, I mean, bringing him back, um, giving him the opportunity to coach a team, get him some buzz. Um, I think he's, you know, obviously working with Tom Brady the last couple of years has got to be huge for him. Um, and it's interesting to watch some of these guys who were either in college or or in college after I was in college who are now players coming around to be coaches kind of feels weird. It definitely makes me feel old. But <laughs> I, I'd love right. to see Leftwich uh, yeah. back in Jacksonville coaching that team. I think that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Trev? Which one of these guys, any of these guys pop out as, as guys you think should get a head coaching position? I don't think you said his name because he, he might not have been interviewed yet, but give me Jim Harbaugh to the Chicago Bears, baby. Oh, I'm yeah, wow. Right <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The yeah. last time he was, you know, the last time he was in the NFL, he had a mobile quarterback, Colin Kaepernick. He, everybody saw what happened with that. He's got Justin yep. Fields if he goes to Chicago. So yeah. I think he can uh, – help speed up the process for Justin Fields to be ready to be an NFL quarterback because Matt Nagy just pretty much oh. toyed with the kid all season long. Oh, my long. God. If he I mean, I know there's injuries him. and stuff, <laughs> but, oh, my – yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, go, go ahead and get a 
Harbaugh in there and make some more magic happen again. <laughs> so I, I love the call. It's just that, you know, Harbaugh, obviously, I guess according to Harbaugh, I mean, this is, I guess, according to reports, I should say, about Harbaugh, he says that he's, he's thinking he's going to stay in Michigan unless he gets an offer he can't refuse. I, I say go make an offer that he can't refuse, uh, NFL mm-hmm. teams. You know, because he obviously is, knows how to be successful in the NFL, and he knows how to be successful yeah. at the college level. He obviously is a very smart guy. I, obviously, I hate Harbaugh because he's at Michigan right now. As soon as he loves right. Michigan, I will love him. So that's that's the way I see it <laughs> all the way around. Okay. I'll make one other comment. I think that Eric – I said this before. I think Bear, Eric Bieniemy, yeah. uh, offensive coordinator, sure. he deserves a shot as a head coach. I also I think I thought that last year, and I, I definitely think that this year I think he was passed over uh, for a number of other folks who weren't as qualified. And I think that Brian Flores deserves another shot. I don't think he did anything wrong in Miami. Um, I mean, he he was saddled. Maybe he made a poor choice of Tua. Uh, I don't think he's the future in no. terms of the quarterback no. position there. I never thought he was going to be an NFL quarterback, you know, starter in the NFL in the NFL, but. I don't think he's done a terrible job, so I think he deserves no. another shot at it as well. Um, all right, him, uh, put, him in Houston, put him in Houston yeah. and let Deshaun Watson stay there. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, there whoa. You drama! I love it. I mean, it was, it was rumored that he wanted to go to Miami. The only reason why was Brian Flores. So I mean, yeah. if they hire oh. Brian Flores, there goes that whole Deshaun Watson drama down the drain. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or or more Deshaun Watson drama. Or I don't more. know. I mean, yeah, or even more. Yeah. <laughs> He You're hasn't right. been good about right. making less drama, so this is you know who knows maybe no, more drama. But uh, so we'll see we'll see what happens. This will be interesting to keep an eye on that. So I'm going to hit the boxing bell on that one real quick. Let's move on to our next topic of the day. And and bef- and before we do that, I'm going to very quickly do uh, a little bit of a read for our sponsor Manscaped because we we love talking about uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> we love talking about below the waist grooming. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. It's we love there that. There you go. Manscaped. Offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped launched, as Trev and I know, the fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. And I won't go into details as to how great it is because I feel like that would be just overly explicit for this podcast. But I'll just say, go do it because two million men are worldwide. Trust Manscaped, and Trev and I do too. This exclusive offer for you, 20% off. And free worldwide shipping with the code garbage time at manscaped.com. And I believe that Trev, you and I have has said, gone out there and said, hey, listen, put them to the test here. They said free worldwide shipping. If you live in Upper Mongolia, order Manscaped and let us know if you get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Just, you, you're yeah. in Siberia, order some Manscaped for free worldwide shipping. Let's see if they charge you or not. I want to put this to the test. That's what I want. All right. Uh-huh. So, Manscaped. There it is. Go to there. Use the uh, use the get use the promo code Garbage Time and get that big fat discount. All right, Trev, let's talk to you about the Washington yeah. Football Team, shall we? Oh, let's talk about okay. what they need to do in the off season. I mean, it's funny because you know I, I believe we talked. We were I was being kind of you know kind of positive and saying, hey, they got a shot, they got a shot. You're like they don't got a shot, and you were right, they didn't. Um, but it's now the off season, time to retool. Mm-hmm. What do you think they need to do mm-hmm. to get competitive in 2022? I'm, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Go get a franchise quarterback. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that hard. It is that hard, yeah. but it's not that hard. It's the most <laughs> obvious, right? and it's the most obvious for a reason. I mean, proof in the pudding, all these people who make the playoffs and win Super Bowls is why? Because of their quarterbacks. I know, quote, unquote, defense wins championships, but not in the NFL, a quarterback-driven, it's a quarterback-driven league. 
So if you go out and get you a franchise quarterback that is of some stature that you yeah. think will do better than Taylor Heineke and Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins, I can name all 32 if you want. But anyway, <laughs> um, just go get your quarterbacks and maybe some free agents, some big guys, like big names or big role players, key role players will come here to be attractive fight for them to play. But until you get a quarterback, nobody's going to want to come play for this franchise of some stature of NFL. So yeah. do the right thing, yeah. spend your money wisely, and go get you a quarterback. Let me ask you a question, because because obviously the one one route will be the draft one. Um, the upcoming yep. draft class isn't as exciting as as it typically is, but maybe you could draft one. Now let me mm-hmm. ask you about a backup backup quarterbacks. Are there any backup quarterbacks out there? You know, because there's there's one name that comes to mind who's made great strides and is still a backup and is staying a backup is Marcus Mariota. Now I don't know if mm-hmm. he would fit Washington football system or not. I, I suspect he won't be that expensive to grab along with drafting a quarterback. Would that be something that would interest you? Or are you thinking go big or go home here? Um, all a bunch of different things. Go big or go home. And if you do that, make sure you're very, very smart about it. Don't mortgage your whole team for one yeah. guy. Okay. You've got, you got right. to have pieces around that guy to be successful, successful too. Second, right. I'm all, I want a Mariota last year. I'm all about that. The Jimmy G's, oh, okay. the Marcus Mariota. Yeah. People are going to like this, but go ahead and give me a Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, maybe <laughs> he was a number – I hey, you never know about the guy. I mean, he had bad coaching, went to Buffalo as a backup, so he's probably learned a lot from there. So he deserves yeah. another shot at the starting quarterback. We'll take he it. Does. But also, yep. you could draft draft one of these big names in the, in the college coming up and then go ahead and get you a mid-level quarterback and have him duke it out for, you know, starting position and backup. But – I, I don't. I don't. I mean, three ways: go big or go home, draft a rookie and play him day one, or get you a uh, an established veteran to help the rookie go along too. So that's yeah, what I'm looking for. I, I love it. And of course, the Bears have done that wrong in all three phases. They managed to mortgage their entire future way to get Jay Cutler. They mortgage their future way to get Mitchell Trubisky, and then they mortgage their future way to get Justin Fields. So we've really trifecta, man. It's excellent, yeah. excellent work. Well, <laughs> not to mention. Yep. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, but aren't they also rostering like seven different veteran quarterbacks behind fields also? So they're they're trying both <laughs> angles. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we also go. got Nick Foles. We're like, hey, he was he was he was good once. Andy Dalton was good once. Let's just collect them all. Mm-hmm. It's like Pokemon, yeah. man. We want to take we want to get them all. <laughs> um, all right, Scott. Let's turn to your team. What about the what about the Detroit Lions? What do they need to do in the offseason to become competitive in 2022? Yeah, so anybody that follows me on Twitter or has listened to me on this show knows that I'm the biggest Lions pessimist that there possibly is. I correct the <laughs> franchise. It's hard to tell you're a fan. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> However, I, I will say that, you know, where we sit now at the end of the season compared to where we were at the beginning, I am cautiously positive on the future. I think they've solved – uh, some really key position needs. I think the offensive line is in decent shape when everybody comes back healthy. Tight end with Hawkinson is obviously great. They've got the running back situation solved. And I think where they really need to get um, improved in this offseason is at the wide receiver position. I think Monroe State Brown is an outstanding, you know, two or three wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think he needs mm-hmm. some help uh, at the top end. And then always, you know, front seven is always a challenge. I think they did find some guys that can provide them depth at, at uh defensive back. So I'm, 
positive that they're heading in the right direction. I definitely don't think this is the year to go get a quarterback. Like you said, it's kind of a weaker class. Yeah. I think Goff is exactly who I said he was going to be at the beginning of the season. He was exactly what he was throughout the season. He had no one to throw. I mean, no one to throw it to. When Hawk went out, I mean, St. Brown was about the only guy that was getting any time. So if you can protect him, give him a running game, get a couple receivers, he'll, you know, lead him to some more wins next year, and then you get a quarterback. So I think they're they're heading in uh, – I feel a lot better where they are now, and I really like Holmes at the GM spot. I think he, he has – uh, a good plan, and, and I like where he's going. So we'll, we'll see how yeah. it is. And, and you and know what? Seems, I want to say – yeah, go ahead, Trev. I was going to say, it seems like this Lions team loves to play for Dan Campbell. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm so, saying? Yeah. It, like, like, like they love it. Like they love playing for him. Like I know they probably love playing for Jim Caldwell too, but like you just haven't really <laughs> seen – like they were competitive as hell this year with a brand oh, yeah. new coach, and it showed that like they want to play for Dan Campbell, which is, all, which is good. So the player's yeah. coach. Yeah, I've I've been I mean I was a a strong F on the higher. Um right. and I I think on Twitter I I'm up to about a C C plus and you know he definitely <laughs> You're getting there. Mm-hmm. He, Above he's pulling me around and the the middle mid-year changes. I mean he may change his this season on the offensive coordinator, you know, role and and kind of took over mm-hmm. and that definitely helped and yeah, I mean when he was he was crying after the the one of yeah. the losses. I forget which one it was now. And, mm-hmm. and so it's like, he really is, is, is bought in and he just needs, yeah. you know, some more coaching around him to, to help out. But, you know, he's definitely, he's got the team all in. I mean, I watched their post game, you know, locker room speeches and they're, they are all in for him. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, I agree with all that. And, and honestly, as I told my parents when I was in grade school, C plus is above average, man. I'm winning. Yeah. That's a win. That's a win right I mean, there. From him, to, so, from him to go to an F to a C in one season, yeah. that's, he's done something. That's you huge. know? <laughs> it is. One yeah. semester? Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. job. <laughs> Great job. He basically had to ace the entire entire season to get to that C+. Plus. So, yeah. man, yeah. way to go. And I think Amon Ross and Brown is the real deal, by the way. I think he could be yes, a one he is. honestly. I think he's really good. Um, so love that right there, and I think that's going to be really interesting. All right, let's go ahead and hit the boxing bell on that, and let's get to the next topic. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I meant to hit this. I meant to hit that. I didn't mean to boo you guys, I swear. That wasn't, uh-huh. in- that wasn't intentional. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so, hey, let's get, <laughs> let's get another sponsor of Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and eSport app for player props. Hey, listen, they do all this hours of research here to focus you only on the top-tier athletes. You choose 10 to 20 available player props, build your lineup, and win some money. Thrive is over 140000 guaranteed in prizes each week and has awarded over $4 million. And, Trev, as we always say, if you're, unless you're Kanye, you probably Kanye. should go get that $4 million. <laughs> but, it's, honestly, I think we decided that Kanye could use $4 million too. So, you know, go sign up. <laughs> Everybody can use $4 million, right? I mean, I, I, who can't use $4 million? So, hey, go to Thrive Fantasy. Use the promo code GARBAGETIME. When you sign up today, receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy at the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Okay, let's get on to our last topic. And very, you know, 
I, and probably the most important topic for NFL uh, this week, and that's the Super Wild Card Weekend, the first ever Super Wild Card Weekend with games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And here's the lineup that we have coming up uh, coming up this weekend. On Saturday at 4:30 p.m., we have the number five. Las Vegas Raiders at the number four Cincinnati Bengals. Currently, the odds have the Bengals favored by five. And Saturday on 8.15 p.m. on CBS, we have the number six New England Patriots at the number three Buffalo Bills. The Bills are currently favored by four. And we have on Sunday at 1 p.m. the number seven Philadelphia Eagles at the number two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers there are favored by eight and a half. And then we have at 4.30 p.m., the six-seed San Francisco 49ers at the three-seed Dallas Cowboys on CBS. Dallas Cowboys favored by three. And at 8.15 p.m. on Sunday, we have the number seven Pittsburgh Steelers at the number two Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs there are favored by a whopping 12 and a half. Whew. And, of course, on Monday night, the first ever wildcard game on Monday night, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN, the number five Arizona Cardinals at number four Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams are favored by four. Okay, Trev, let's start with you. Which one of those games pop out to you as the most interesting and why? Bro, this is this is one of the best postseasons I can remember, I think. Yeah. This is going yeah, to be really, really fun. interesting. Uh, yeah. I got a couple. Uh, I like Philly's run game against Tampa Bay's uh, lack of run defense. That could yep. be a potential upset. Uh, mm-hmm. We get to see Matthew Stafford with weapons in the postseason, so we'll see yes. if – if, turn- if the that. turnovers are a real thing or are they just a fluke, whatever. Um, what else? Um, the Bengals and Raiders, that's going to be a yep. shootout. Both yep. high-powered offensive units, that's going to be a shootout. And then you've got um, Niners and the Cowboys. That's That's got history already from back in the Super Bowl days or NFC Championship yeah. days back in the day. That's going to be good. Uh, but I've got – you guys can call me if you want, but I've got a hot take. I've got the Steelers. No. Upsetting the Chiefs. No. Yes. No. Yes. Because, <laughs> no. yes, this is Big Ben's last ride. He's going to go out with the yeah. bang. I'm not okay. saying Super Bowl. I'm not okay. saying AFC Championship, but he will beat the Kansas, the Kansas City Chiefs on wow. Sunday. Wow. That is oh. one <laughs> heck of a prediction right there. I oh, mean, my goodness. Nobody What's said, it? everybody said, even them. That they were not going to make the postseason. Yeah, they got in because they had to get help from other teams, but they're in there. They yeah. were playing some better ball toward the end of the season to get them in that conversation, in that spot to to possibly get in the playoffs. And this is Big Ben's last ride. He admitted yeah. on the press conference that they're down by 12. He's going to go out and have fun and just play ball. Yeah. This might be the best game of Ben's life if that's his attitude. So he can come out and shock yeah. the world if he wants. So, well, so yeah, prime time is Sunday night. game this weekend. Wasn't his first Super Bowl when uh, they they came from uh, the, like the last wild card spot? I, that was Ooh. last year. That sounds that right. That sounds right. Uh, that might might be a similar run there. See Scott's on board. There you go, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah, saying I, I'm on board. I'm just saying I that's know, what I yeah. think I remember. <laughs> I'm, nah, but yeah. Every okay. game this weekend is going to be good. Every game, honestly, every game is going to be good. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm not sure if I'm um, crazy enough to take the Steelers <laughs> over the Chiefs, uh, but okay. I love the, I love it. It's definitely confidence. <laughs> that's definitely confidence. I'm sure that's because you have Manscaped that you have that much confidence. Exactly. Uh, yes, yes. 
<laughs> Man, Steelers over. Now, I will say this. No, you know, but, go ahead. Go ahead. If I had to pick one, Philly against Tampa Bay because yeah. and that's come from experience. They beat us twice with the run game. Their running game is the real deal. They run by committee. Um, Tom Brady has a lot of injuries on his, on his team, on his side. Yep. So it's going to be very yep. interesting to see how that's going to play out. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, I will just say this about the Steelers, though, because if you were the Raiders and the Chargers and you're playing in that game last weekend, <laughs> wouldn't you both just, like, sit down and just have a picnic for, like, an hour? I mean, what's the point, Not guys? Brandon Staley. Not Brandon Staley. <laughs> I guess so. I just, I just thought, yeah. wow, this is super weird. And, you know, of course, the, 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 mind, the head-scratching timeout in overtime uh, was really the thing that set me off. I'm like – are you kidding me? It certainly looked like the Raiders are ready to <laughs> run this one down. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, what, what can you do? All right. Um, same question for you, Scott. Which one of these games pop out to you as interesting and, and why? Yes, yeah, so I'll, just, I'll just close the loop there. The Steelers were the wild card when they beat the Seahawks hey. in the Super Bowl. Yeah, there you 50, go. So. Yeah, right. I, I had to back myself up. So, nice. for me, um, the – the game that I thought would have been uh, possibly the NFC championship is Arizona and, and the Rams. Oh, I mean, that's mm-hmm. two heavyweights. I think that's the game to watch. Not to mention is a Monday night. It's also Manning cast, which oh. if you haven't watched that, I, it's must, yeah. must-see TV. So <laughs> I think that's, right. that's the game to watch. Um, Stafford, for, for obvious reasons, is my Super Bowl MVP. So hopefully it yeah. doesn't blow up the first weekend. Um, so I think that's obviously a game to watch, but there's really not, I mean, there, yeah, this 12 and a half line seems monstrous, but there's really, all these games are, are going to be good. Um, you know, there's the obvious storyline of the Patriots bills playing for the third time. Yeah. It's going to look like I haven't, I haven't seen the weather yet. Um, supposed to be but I know we're doing snow in my house. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> my house too. Yeah. So. Those are, uh, you know, I think I, I, you're not going to lose, but, I mean, the Rams, Cardinals, these are two teams that were fighting for the number one seed. One of them's going to get their season cut really short in the, in the postseason. But I think, you know, Stafford is exactly who I've said he's going to be. He's going to chuck it. He's a gunslinger. He's going to throw interceptions. He's, you know, in that Brett Favre mentality. And there's points in the year where you're like, why did he throw it? And then he'll go and throw a. 60-yard frozen rope between three guys and and come yeah. and take it to the house. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see him go far in the in the postseason. Along with, I think all Lions fans have adopted the Rams as their team this year. <laughs> right, you really can't <laughs> root for your own team. <laughs> exactly. No. Oh, oh man. Now when you're eliminated from the playoffs in like week three. <laughs> the first time ever. <laughs> yeah. It's so when, bad we're predicting a lot Tucker, more losses. <laughs> yeah, when Tucker hits a 66-yard field goal off the crossbar, the season's over. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, great. That's how this is going to go. I see. Well, yeah, I'll say yep. this. You know, some great – obviously, I agree with both you guys, Trev and Scott. They're fantastic games coming up this weekend. I'm very excited about this. Raiders Bengals. I'm excited because they're just two teams that are surging right now, you know, and mm-hmm. I really think that this connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is going to be mm-hmm. something we're going to see a lot of into the future. I mean, this is going to be some of the one of the greatest 
and maybe I'm jumping the gun here, maybe it's recency bias, but you can see that Burrow and Chase have a great connection, and it's just going to get better. Uh, And this obviously is because they had a connection before they came to the NFL, but also because it's a whole year to kind of work on it, and you saw what happened. I mean, Chase has ridiculous – he runs great routes, he has great hands, he has great body control, and he has amazing speed. I mean, this is going to be – something fun to watch here. And, and the Raiders are just scrappy. You know, they do a great job of what they have. You know, I mean, even without Waller out there, you know, Hunter Renfro stepped up and became basically a pro bowler overnight, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah. that there's yeah. some amazing work there. Um, and, and, you know, think about what the Raiders had to go through the entire John Gruden thing, you know, I mean, the fact mm-hmm. that he's able, they able to recover from that and do so well at the end of the season. I, I love that too. Great storylines there all the way through, but if I had to pick one game, I'm picking the Cardinals and the Rams because they're too, like I, I agree with you, Scott. Those two teams I thought could have been NFC Championship showdown right there, and yeah. uh, it's, I'm kind of sad to see that one of them are gonna, not going to make it to the next round because I am a big fan of Kyler Murray as well, and uh, until he had that ankle injury, he was the MVP, um, and now yeah. it's like he's having some trouble, and I don't know if his ankle is doing well or not. He really lost a lot in the last couple uh, weeks, so. I'm very interested to see what happens there. I'm rooting for both teams. That's going to be tough to see one of them lose, but that's the game I think was going to be a lot of fun. I think they're all going to be fun, but that one will be a lot of fun. Is J.J. Uh, Watt coming back for this game too? You know, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm sure that – I think he was mean, cleared from the IR. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's a difference maker. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if nothing else, you know, he's uh, – so I see the most recent report is he's very limited in return to a practice. So he has a chance okay. to play. Um, I think just being out in the field makes everyone better. So who knows what's going to happen yeah. there. But that will certainly be an impactful move, and we'll see. We'll keep a on that. Either way, the fact that it's a Monday night game probably helps him a little bit too, you know, getting a couple mm-hmm. extra days to get out there. All right. Well, we're looking forward to a really exciting weekend there, and that brings us to – the end of the show because uh hey there's so much and we just like cruised right through it and of course we had that one minute of silence at the beginning for no good reason so that kind of hurt but hey a little bit over time because we love you guys and here we are at the end of the show hey scott thank you for joining us and of course everyone as you don't know this scott is the godfather of football garbage time we wouldn't be here without him Mm -hmm. he was the spiritual predecessor to our site football extra points uh which ran for many times a uh, fox sports affiliate and Great stuff there, and, uh, and and that was the reason why we exist today. So thanks so much, Scott. Give us your social media so people can follow you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, follow me on NFL Fantasy underscore more. Uh, always happy to talk Lions fantasy football, and uh, always enjoy getting on. Yeah, and he's, uh, and, he's, and he's opinionated, okay? You think Trev's opinionated? <laughs> Scott is opinionated. You want to you get out there and get get into a tussle? You'll get a lot of gifts back at you. I'll tell you that. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yes, that's exactly. all I'm saying. <laughs> Plenty of gifts. All right, uh-huh. Trev, give us your social media so people can follow you. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Trev Stores, WFT. Uh, I'm on this podcast, Football Garbage Time, with you, Hakun, and Scott yes, King. Sir. I'm on Ref the yes, District sir. with Nathan the Stoner. And I'm yeah. also part of Full Press Coverage, Washington, with George Clowney as well. So I'm all over the place. He is all over the place, and you can never get enough Trev. So go check that out, Ref the District and uh, Full Press Podcast, all that stuff, fantastic stuff. Check it out. 
good good work they're doing over there. So, um, like I said, we're not the only show in town. We may be a great show, but we're not the only show in town. You get Trevor anywhere else too. So you can follow me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time. And as always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend. Thank you.